0: that sometimes your life or those of a loved one are complicated and out of control? You're not alone. Welcome to In the Ring with Mia, featuring five-time world and international boxing champion Mia St. John. Mia and her guests will share stories and invite open discussions about topics that need to be discussed. You'll be empowered to find help or be help. Now, here's your host, Mia St. John.
1: Welcome everyone, you're in the ring with Mia, and I'm your host, Mia St. John. How's everybody doing? I have some really exciting news today. Um, There's a lot going on this week, isn't there? I mean, the riots, the protests, they've been going on all week, Um, and besides that, we have COVID-19 that we're still dealing with, and we were just getting back to some sense of normalcy. And then all of a sudden the riots broke out and the protest and which, you know, we'll get to this later in the show, but, um, you know, I totally agree with the protests. I think that's fine and that's great. And even my daughter uh, was in a protest. I I went with her and we did it on Melrose in Hollywood um, that had just been ransacked the day before, um, cops everywhere, the national guard. And, but, and I was like really scared for her. I was like, okay, now like, I don't, I don't know if we should do this. And, um, but incredibly like my brave daughter breaks out in a pair of skates in the middle of the street and starts skate dancing to, um, what's that song? Um, got to ask her, very peaceful, loving song. Um, And I was so proud of her because she said, you know, I'm an artist and that is the way that I protest is through my art. And I thought, what, what, oh, so the song was, I say, say a little prayer Um, and the crowd just loved it. I mean, they just loved her. And, you know, to me, she just brought that, um, you know, her artistic ability along with a message of peace and love. And I was really proud of her, but I was, I tell you, I I was scared to death. She was like skating literally in the middle of the road, cars driving by. I was like, Oh my God, like, this is all I need. Um, but that was pretty exciting. And I was really happy that she stood up for something that she really believed in. Um, Okay. Here's what I don't agree with is all the rioting and the looters, because I feel like a lot of these people, like they don't even live there. So they come into other people's towns and decide to destroy them because of their anger or to rob and loot. I mean, whatever their reasoning is and and a lot of them don't even have a message for George Floyd It's it or, or standing up for him. It was just um, uh, to take advantage of a situation, which really upset me because I feel like here you just destroyed our city. And I live in Marina del Rey, which is adjacent to Santa Monica. So Santa Monica, you know, was just destroyed. And so now we have all our stores and restaurants and everything boarded up again. And we're back into the shutdown mode. And I mean, to me, it's like, you can't get, you we couldn't get any worse with the economy with COVID. And now we add the riots to this. Um, I just thought it was disgraceful and people turning this into something political and um, I don't know. I just, I was really like, I I was really upset by it. And I just feel like everyone's saying, well, okay, now you need to vote, you know, and, and, and I am all for that. I do believe that we need to exercise our right to vote and definitely get out there and vote. But our choices are, now. tell me if I'm wrong, but our choices are Joe Biden and, and Trump. And I'm not sure, like, I don't, I'm not sure I like either one of them. Um, I don't like either party to tell you the truth. Um, I've been a Democrat my whole life until I started seeing like the way in which the government truly worked. And I didn't really get to see this until after my son was uh, placed on a 5150 mandatory hold against his will in a mental facility and the treatment there. And I saw all the programs that these phony programs that our government has. And and all I remember is the 1994 Crime Act bill that uh, I believe Joe Biden uh, wrote it or helped write it or supported it. And what a load of crap that was. they claimed to clean up the streets of Compton and really all they did was put everybody in jail. So, and defunded the higher education program in our um, prison system, which I thought was ridiculous. Um, So much for rehabilitation, which is what prison is supposed to do. So the whole thing is just like, so upsetting. Like we really don't have any candidate that is really in my eyes, like, um, a worthy president. So I don't know. We're just we're just stuck with two candidates that I don't r- really support. So um, that being said, we'll get into all this later. We'll, we're having my daughter on the show and she can talk more about, um, she has a topic that she wants to discuss. So we'll get into all that. But I do have some really good news. You know, amongst all of this uh, horrific news going on in the world, and, and and I want to remind everybody that it's not so bad. Like every tragedy is is just an opportunity for us to learn and grow and to evolve. Right? We have to invent new ways um, of business and and create something new for us and so it's challenging but it could turn into something great after all you know you just never know what the universe has in store for you um yeah so because I try to look at all the tragedies that I've had in my life and and find the good in it And, and it's really hard to do it's really really um tough to do you know because I lost my son I lost his father. Um, I lost 30 years of my sobriety. And so sometimes it's really hard to find the good in things, but you have to. You have to if you want to move on and evolve. And it's just really important. And forgiveness is part of that, you know, because there's many people that, you know, I've have a hard time forgiving you know anyone and everyone that was involved in in my son's death that had a hand in it I have a hard time forgiving but I know that it's it's a must in order to move forward not for them not for their sake but for my sake so if you guys can remember that if there's anyone out there that you have a resentment for just know how how truly important it is to find it in your heart to forgive um, and with that with my good news is my book got signed this week we finally got signed to a publisher I'm so excited so the book is called fighting for my life and when the announcement first came out people magazine first announced it and um, everybody was like oh my god well first of all people was kind of at fault because they said, this is a tell-all book. And it really, it's not a tell-all. And then I got all this backlash from my my um, followers on Twitter and Instagram and how dare you write a tell-all book? This is not a tell-all book. This is not a tell-all book. This is a book about my life and what I've had to endure and what I have overcome, the tragedies I've overcome. And to give hope to people who are out there suffering the same way that I was, um, I think people thought it was a tell-all about my ex-husband Christoph St. John from *The Young and the Restless*, who passed away from alcoholism last year. But I have nothing but great things to say about Christoph. I loved him dearly, and and people that that know our family know how much I loved him. Um. So that is not what it is. It's a book about my life, everything I've had to overcome as a child to in order to become a five-time world champion. You know, alcoholism, drug addiction, um, family abuse um, in the home, and how I still managed to become a world champion, how I still managed to graduate college, Um all the things I was able to do, and then and then my amazing career that I had—you know—a uh, career that one could only dream about, one that I only dreamed about when I was a kid, when I was twelve and saw Rocky, and wanted to become Rocky Balboa. You know, I made my dreams come true, and I had a, an amazing life. Oh my God! I married the man of my dreams, Christoph St. John. For God's sakes. If you know who he is, you know how gorgeous he is or was. Um, yeah, that was just, it was my dream come true. And we had two beautiful kids. And um, But then, you know, I suffered the downfall, which was losing my son to schizophrenia in a negligent mental health facility and the fight um, for reform. And during that process, I, I um, became so depressed Um, And anxiety-ridden, I lost my 30 years of sobriety. And then to make matters even worse, my ex-husband, Christoph, the father of Julian, um, passed away after a long battle uh, with addiction and alcoholism. Um, And it was very devastating for my family. But how I came back from all of that is what my book is about. It's about my life. And and hopefully I can help others overcome whatever you're going through. Because even though, (coughs) oh, excuse me, I'm not sick. That was just a, I inhaled. Um, Oh, no, no, I didn't inhale. Not that. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Um, yeah, it's just in hopes of helping others, you know, and that's my message is that although sometimes sometimes things seem impossible, that how can I possibly overcome this? There is a way. There is a way to do that. And it is possible. And we'll go over that in, you know, the next segment. Um, But thank you so much to all my listeners who have stood by me. And even with this time change, we went from Mondays at 7 in the morning to now we're Fridays at 2 p.m. So for all of you that are turning t- tuning in for the first time, welcome. And for the ones that are returning, thank you so much. And you can um, email me or um, message me, DM me, or even call in with questions that you might have. Um, and let me give you, that number to call in if you have a question you want to ask us call in to 866-472-5788 and with that we will go to break to hear from our sponsors and we will be right back with paris saint john
2: become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america
0: We'd like to thank you for listening to In the Ring with Mia. When not on set, she's busy helping the less fortunate through the Mia St. John Foundation. And now, Mia could use your help more than ever by visiting her at her website, miastjohnfoundation.org and making a donation. You help create a safe place for those suffering from mental illness, homelessness, and addiction so don't delay. Visit MiaStJohnFoundation.org today and help us make changes in the lives of those who need it the most. In my career as a professional boxer,
1: I've knocked out many opponents in the ring. Now I need your help to knock out my toughest opponent yet, the stigma surrounding mental illness. I'm on a personal mission to help people understand that with the right kind of support, individuals with mental health conditions can live productive lives. And that's why I serve as a board member for Step Up, a national nonprofit organization headquartered in Santa Monica, California, that is helping save the lives of young adults and others with serious mental health conditions across the country. Step Up also works to end homelessness for this group of individuals. I urge you to go to their website at www.stepuponsecond.org and get involved in the fight today. Together, you and I can knock out stigma once and for all. Okay, so let me talk to you for a moment about my favorite cosmetic dentist Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills because anyone that knows me knows how important my teeth are especially having boxed for over 20 years Have you ever wondered how your favorite stars have such flawless smiles? Have you ever seen a star with a noticeably fake smile? The difference between the two is the cosmetic dentist they chose Dr. Lawrence Rifkin has been a dentist to the stars in the heart of Beverly Hills for the past 30 years. His patient are the elite of all industries and have a discerning eye for quality. So if you're looking for a Hollywood smile makeover that looks so natural you can keep it a secret, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin is the cosmetic dentist you should consult with. His experience as a pioneer in smile makeovers, along with him also being a professional sculptor, has made him a leader in creating beautiful smiles as well as all your dental needs from the simplest to the most complex. Please don't wait and visit drlawrencerifkin.com or call through 02730200
2: Stimulating talk gets those synapses
3: in your brain firing really fast.
0: All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. You're listening to In the Ring with Mia. To reach Mia St. John or her guest on today's show, call in with questions or comments to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Mia St. John blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back in the ring. Welcome back.
1: You're in the ring with Mia and on stage with Paris St. John. Welcome, Paris.
4: Hi, I want to speak directly to everybody or anybody who's been following my mom's journey, my family's journey, and now mine as I continue to join my mom on this show. This is my second time back. So hop on stage with Paris Saint John. Today, I want to talk about something that is serious to all of us and is in, on the minds and in the hearts of a lot of people right now. So I wanna give a voice to those people. And I wanna talk about fighting for something. What are you fighting for? What do you want justice for? Throughout this show, I want you to think of the sentence, I want justice for, and fill in the blank. So the way that I'll format this is I'll first make a couple points that I think are the most important, the things that come right to mind when I'm thinking about this subject. And then I'll go into what has inspired this, what is the root cause of the current condition of the world and that we're in right now, and then how it's inspired me and how it can inspire you. So first of all, I want to make the point that you have your own voice. That your voice matters. You can have your own personal fight. And in fact, that is the way to fight for something is to make it personal. You cannot take the voice of somebody else You can only do that for yourself. And the second thing that I want to say about that is that you can then take your personal fight and contribute that to a greater purpose. You can take your personal fight and stand together with somebody else's fight and be stronger because of it. Oops, excuse me. My first time on the microphone and not calling in. Let's talk about why we're here in the first place. And I don't want to seem insensitive or impersonal because I wasn't related to this person. I didn't know him personally I wasn't directly impacted, but I was indirectly impacted. And this name needs to be spoken about. And so does the way that he has impacted people. And his name is George Floyd. And if I'm correct, he died because he was arrested for trying to pay for something with counterfeit money, whether he knew it or not. And he was forced to the ground and stood on by people who became cops and who ended up killing him by taking his breath away and basically suffocating him by their force. Now imagine if this was your brother that this happened to, your dad, your grandpa, your boyfriend, your uncle, your friend, just somebody that you knew, this would not be okay with you. So that's why this is not okay with the world for those who still are kind of confused about this um, global or at least world, wide impact that this has had. People are not okay with this. The first way that this has impacted me is it's reminded me of my own pain that I have in my life and, and the pain that I've seen firsthand. I don't like to get into too much detail about my personal life and my pain. But I can say that I've seen my own injustices in life. I have lost people because of a certain injustice in this world and because of a broken system. I am fighting my own fight for things that I want to see changed, transformed, and reformed trauma that I want, I want to see healed. My personal fight... I'm fighting for mental health awareness, suicide prevention, self-love taught in schools, institutions, media, and society, and lastly, for more creative freedom and self-expression in our communities. I want justice for my brother, Julian, my dad, Kristoff, people like them. And people like me, I want justice for me because justice is not just for people who it's already too late for, but justice is for people who it's not too late for. Now, how can you fight your fight? I talked about first how to make it personal. So let's dive more into that. I know in a world today, we can sometimes feel pressured or forced to be something. And just remember that you are not forced into doing anything, but also remember that you do have a voice and that you can use it, and you have the right to use it, and that there is a need for your voice. No one can take that away from you, and no one can pressure you into it, though. So it's really not about forcing yourself to do something or faking your way through something. It's about finding how you have personally been affected by something. What is your personal story? I know you have a voice. I know you have something to fight for. I know you want justice for something because you have your own personal story. You have your own personal experience. You have been personally affected by something. And it is only when we can connect to our passions and our purpose that we can then connect to somebody else. We can see how we relate to other people. You can care about something personally. And when you do, then you can care about somebody else that has gone through the same thing. Oh my God. The microphone, I keep dropping. How much more time do we have? Because there's so much to say about this, but very little time. Four minutes. Okay, great. Oh
2: my God.
4: Please keep tuning in. I promise it will go up from here. I hope that this has made a difference in, in the cause today and the people involved. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about how it has personally impacted me. So it has reminded me of my own pain that I've been through. And it's also what it's showed me, this, this worldwide or at least this countrywide protest going on in this fight for racial equality and and justice for George Floyd, not only has it has it reminded me of my own pain and, and, the, and my own personal fight and what I personally want justice for because of my own experience, but it has showed me that there is a place for protesting and that we have a voice, we have a right to stand up for what we believe in and to share our story. It, Call me ignorant but it wasn't until these protests in modern day that I learned that protesting was actually legal. So now I know. I'm more conv- I have more conviction in my own personal fight. I was born to fight. I was born on April 30th, 1992, the night of the Rodney King riots. And throughout my life, I have developed a fight in me, like I said, with my own pain and experiences and injustices that I've seen and my own losses that I've had. But I was always too afraid and shameful of that fight in me. I didn't know what to do with it. I had fight in my blood, in my birth, in my bones, and in my experiences. But I was, I was afraid because it was only my world that was turned upside down. And now I'm seeing that the entire world is being turned upside down, or at least the entire country is being turned upside down. And I'm realizing that your protest, no matter how big or small, has a place legally and morally and personally. So I don't need strength in numbers, although that helps. But this world protest has, this countrywide protest has taught me the importance of just getting up, standing up, fighting for what you believe in. I want to contribute my own personal fight to a greater fight. What is your personal fight? I want to hear more when we come back from my own mom, and please call in if you have input and your own personal story. We will be back in the ring and on stage with Mia and Paris St. John.
1: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey,
0: Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
1: Okay, so let me talk to you for a moment about my favorite cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills, because anyone that knows me knows how important my teeth are, especially having boxed for over 20 years. Have you ever wondered how your favorite stars have such flawless smiles? Have you ever seen a star with a noticeably fake smile? The difference between the two is the cosmetic dentist they chose. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin has been a dentist to the stars in the heart of Beverly Hills for the past 30 years. His patients are the elite of all industries and have a discerning eye for quality. So if you're looking for a Hollywood smile makeover that looks so natural, you can keep it a secret. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin is the cosmetic dentist. you should consult with his experience as a pioneer in smile makeovers along with him also being a professional sculptor has made him a leader in creating beautiful smiles as well as all your dental needs from the simplest to the most complex please don't wait and visit dr Lawrence or call 310-273-0200 In my career as a professional boxer, I've knocked out many opponents in the ring. Now I need your help to knock out my toughest opponent yet, the stigma surrounding mental illness. I'm on a personal mission to help people understand that with the right kind of support, individuals with mental health conditions can live productive lives. And that's why I serve as a board member for Step Up, a national nonprofit organization headquartered in Santa Monica, California, that is helping save the lives of young adults and others with serious mental health conditions across the country. Step Up also works to end homelessness for this group of individuals. I urge you to go to their website at www.stepuponsecond.org and get involved in the fight today. Together, you and I can knock
0: out stigma once and for all. We'd like to thank you for listening to In the Ring with Mia. When not on set, she's busy helping the less fortunate through the Mia St. John Foundation. And now Mia could use your help more than ever by visiting her at her website, miastjohnfoundation.org, and making a donation. You help create a safe place for those suffering from mental illness, homelessness, and addiction. So don't delay. Visit miastjohnfoundation.org today and help us make changes in the lives of those who need it the most. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to In the Ring with Mia. To reach Mia St. John or her guest on today's show, call in with questions or comments to one 866 472 That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Mia St. John blog at gmail.com. Now let's get back in the ring.
1: Oh, welcome back, everyone. You're in the ring with Mia and on stage with Paris St. John. So I hope you I hope you got something out of that from my daughter. I know I did. I learned something from her every single day. Especially like I was telling you when we went to the protest and she got out her roller skates and started dancing to uh, say a little prayer. Uh, I learned just, she just teaches me so much and I'm just so inspired by her. So her topic is what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? And justice for dot, dot, dot. And you know, for me, I can answer that pretty easily because I found my, excuse my dog in the background, <laughs> I found my purpose pretty early in life, um, or I think it was pretty early in life. I, I originally thought my purpose was to simply kick someone's ass, and boy, that adrenaline rush was, there is nothing like that, and being in the ring and... Um, Oh, just getting all that that emotion out and that aggression, and it just and the just the thrill of competition, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat is so true, spot on. Um, and I used to think that that was my that's what I was born to do. But then I started thinking, like halfway through my career, um, which was the love of my life, and, you know, my passion and and everything to me. And I just started thinking, so that's what I was born to do is just to get in the ring and kick someone's ass simply for a paycheck or for a medal, a belt. It Really? Like there, there's got to be more to life. What is my purpose? What was I born for? What was I truly born for? And I'll tell you, I did not know that until I started fighting for my son who had developed schizophrenia in early adulthood. And I started really seeing how awful the system was and how desperately we needed reform. Um, all these programs that taxpayers spend so much money on every year and and so many of them turned out to be phony programs, you know, that some didn't even exist. And I thought, this is what I'm paying taxes for? Um, I found very little help for my child. And... Even worse was when I had to put him in a hospital. My son became addicted to meth, and he would end up homeless a lot um, because he would run away and go uh, go out, do drugs, and get off his meds, and end up in psychosis and wandering around the streets half naked, and I would be searching up and down the streets, you know, looking for my son, posting signs everywhere, have you seen this person, filing missing persons report. And so I finally felt like I had to get him off the drugs and get him back on his meds. And the hospital, the mental health facility in Long Beach ended up um, neglecting him, missed the vital checks, and but yet we're still lying about it and marking them off like, uh, 12 o'clock Julian eating lunch, um, 1215 Julian in the living room watching TV. It was all BS because my son was in his room, um, taking his own life and, and nobody was watching. And then we found out that his vital antipsychotic med was not even in his system at the time he died, which explains why he took his life. Um, so, That's when I realized after the loss of my son, my true purpose in life was to fight for every child that has been neglected by our system, um, that had failed our system. And I started fighting everywhere. Anyone that would listen, I would go to all the department of mental health meetings, California Department of Healthcare, the Mental Health Commission. I went to DC, Um, just, you know, I was on the warpath, you know, a mother on the warpath. And I joined um, a lot of other mothers who had lost their children the same way. And that became my real fight, you know, the most important fight in my life. And then, you know, with the death of my son's father, He was in a hospital. He was in Los Angeles in Pasadena, and they let him go while still being suicidal. And he drank himself to death. Um, He had a 0.34 alcohol level at the time of death. And I said, wow, like if I wasn't sure before, I am sure now. This is what I was born to do. And started fighting back. You know, I started doing every TV show I could possibly do just to get the word out there and and I'm never going to stop so what I said earlier is to find the good in every tragedy you know through our programs we've helped so many young adults um suffering from homelessness or addiction mental health issues and They, these kids that I've gotten to know over the years, since my son passed, have given me back life, Um, have given me a reason for being, a reason to wake up in the morning, my purpose, and thank God for them. Um, Would I, if given the choice, would I rather have my son back? Of course, of course you know, I have an ego. I'm, I'm a mother. I'm an earthly human being. I'm not Gandhi. I'm not the Buddha. I'm not Jesus Christ. I would gladly uh, have my son back and give all of this up. But the universe, God did not give me that choice. So I am here today to fight this fight and to do the best that I can and to make my son proud. So I have given in to the fact that this is what I, I'm here for and, and I need to carry this mission out and never give up. And it's been difficult because a lot of you know that I've struggled um, after I lost my 30 years of sobriety. Um, I struggled, you know, and I've always said that the road to sobriety is not a, a straight one. It's a crooked one right? We have our ups and downs and um, it's it's never just a straight, clear path. You know, it's a bumpy freaking road, right? A lot of bumps in the road. Um, but I am so grateful that, that I have not given up, that I have my daughter here to, to help me out, um, to keep me going, Harris, are you still on
2: the line?
3: Oh, you're all yes. on We're all on this journey and on this experience together. Speaking of, is there anybody, are we going to be accepting any calls? or hearing yes. from anybody. We have someone
1: coming on. We have Todd Lipka, Lipka coming on in the last session. And if you don't get your call through, I just want to remind everybody you can always DM me or email me and I do get all of your emails and your messages. So that's also another way to reach us if you have questions.
3: Yeah. Do we have a little more time before we go to break? We have three minutes till break.
1: So you want to give the audience a little more of your insight
3: Yeah, I'm, I just, I want to figure out how we can all, like, have our voice and contribute in our own way, and sometimes that's so hard to figure out, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of, even if we are, like, real with ourselves about, like, how some things have personally affected us, it's hard for us to be vulnerable, to, like, share our pain. It is. You know, um... But, like, how can we do that? I think it's about, like, combining your pain and, like, your vulnerability, right? Like, what's hurt you and what you're not going to tolerate anymore or how you've been personally affected by something or or somebody that you love and know. And then how to use your... Passion, too, to express that, or how to find your own personal way to do that. Like, are you going to do it through art? I mean, you can do it through peaceful protesting, but there's many types. I think, like, the main type is just, like, you know, standing up, like, walking through places and, you know, saying messages, written messages, can how can we personalize it more i mean i love seeing like really creative personal messages written down or or phrases that we chant out together you know but what if what if you're on your own or what if you want to find your own way to do that in a group um you know can we do that i like i you know i'm i'm a very musical person creative person i like I like using the creative arts to share a message. Right. Well, I was talking earlier about how you were
1: roller skating. skating. Yeah. At the protest.
3: Yeah. And I would say, like, don't let anybody, like, tell you how to do it because, like, I was, like, I keep saying, you know, you have your own voice. You have your own personal experience, you know, and you have, like, your own thing to contribute how would you say, Mom, what is your advice for people like myself who are sometimes fighting it alone? You know, because I don't want people to think that they could only, you know, be powerful with people. But how can we be confident and not feel like we're crazy if we're, um, you know, fighting something in our or if you know, just when we're on our own and we and we still want how can we wake up and go out into the world like knowing that we have our own voice, that we are a walking message and for yeah. How do we do that?
1: And without (laughs) without,
3: in your life. And
1: without feeling like you're crazy? Uh,
3: Yeah. It's it's
1: Difficult. Like I constantly have to tell, remind myself of who I am, and and take pride in myself, and confident, be confident in myself, and know that that will um, trickle down to others right that 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 they will see my confidence and and they will think that I'm confident and they will see me as a confident person and so like Good basically point. how I how I look at myself is how I know others see me right so if I look at myself as like oh I'm a failure and I can't do anything and I suck then that's how others will perceive me so then that's pres- who
3: you is I <laughs> perceive
1: kidding. myself, I look at myself how I want others to see me. You
3: know, I try right. and remember and I to remember. And I guess a real leader. And I guess a real the definition of the real leader is you don't need followers. You know. Right. You lead regardless. Right. Because
1: look, there there's gonna be um People that have very unpopular opinions, but they believe in those opinions, right? But they're not popular. And and even sometimes exactly I... Exactly what we so, do. Yeah, I have very unpopular opinions, but I just have to remind myself that, um, gosh, like if, if, if the underdog doesn't stand up and say something, then who will, right? right. I can't go with the flow and go with popular opinion just because I want to be liked, you know, I have to take that, that chance. And, um, you know, yeah, like, there
3: is a place for everybody and not everybody can fight the same fight. And so if your fight is different or if your voice is different, that's okay. Because, you're not going to be able to contribute or to have a voice like somebody else has, and they might not be able to do that for you. And so everybody's contribution matters.
1: Right. Right. Everybody has to, you know, it it sucks because like sometimes we'll say something in the media that we really believe in and we get, you know, it's against popular opinion. So, you know, we get crucified for it. And um, yeah, it's just, it, and then I feel like, oh my God, like I I just have to, you know, go with popular opinion. But then I say, no, I got to stick my ground. Um, but
3: anyway, let's, you know, because I know we have Todd Lipka on the line and, yeah. and he's been and waiting. And before we go to that next segment with him, and I'm very grateful to have a fresh point of view, I'm just going to leave my lasting thoughts on this. And that is that everyone has a voice. We have a voice, no matter how many, how much questioning we have about ourselves and that you are a walking message and every day can be your, you standing up and fighting for what you believe in and anything that you truly believe in can be your own personal protest and that walks you into a new future with other people as well. Exactly. I love it. Thank you, Paris.
1: Let's bring on Todd Lipka to the show. Welcome, Todd. Are you Hi, there? Ma'am. Hi. I
2: am. Hi. Well, how are you doing? So great to be on your show. Well, I'm so considering glad to have you new time. considering there's been a pandemic, protests and looting, and then an earthquake Wednesday night in Southern right. California. I felt that. Things turned good. I felt that, and you know what,
1: but I was really concerned because um, you're, okay, so Todd is the CEO of Step Up on Second, uh, a national homeless shelter based in Santa Monica, California, and I was really worried because when I heard about the riots in Santa Monica, the first thing I thought of was Step Up. So how are you guys holding up, and how did that impact you?
2: Uh, pretty significantly, you know, Santa Monica was one of the central points of the, the protests, which were great, but also one of the places of looting. And I think the police that first night took a more of a hands-off approach and over 140 businesses were damaged and looted, including, as you know, on Second Street Mia is our, our apartment building for uh, right. it's permanent housing. There's 36 units, but on the ground floor we have a market that we right. used to employ our members. You know, so they have jobs. The the windows were all smashed out, and people looted right. uh, pretty much everything in the store. But you know what? No, um, some some of our tenants actually helped us board up the the uh, the, the windows. N- nobody was hurt, and it's just you know uh, various sundry things that were taken. So. In the scheme of things, we're doing okay now, counterpoint that with the fact that since the pandemic started, we've housed about 150 homeless individuals. We've housed 140 uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, We just opened a new building in Florida, in Sanford, and um, 75 people moved into that building over the last two weeks. And uh, we're just opening a building in Santa Ana. As you may know, Orange County has struggled with homelessness. And um, people are just moving into that as we speak. I think about 40 people have moved in. So... You know, the bright side is uh, along with your theme of looking at what is the opportunity and the silver lining on any difficult situation or challenging situation, we've been able to house many homeless people who are no longer at risk of COVID and have the security of of a permanent home with support services.
1: Right. That's just so amazing, and I just want to congratulate you or commend you on that because I know that it's, it's not easy work and you guys have just been such a role model. You know, I, I think that every shelter should look up to step up as, as this is how to do it. You know, this is our, uh, what do you call it? Um, model for success. Um, but I also want to say, you know, I know I, I'm, I was really saddened by, you know, what happened in Santa Monica and to the store. And the reason I knew about the store was because I had some of my students messaging me saying, oh, my God, now I have no idea where I'm going to eat. They shut the store. And that just made me so sad because I I don't think that, like, are those people and these weren't the protesters. These were, I believe, the looters and the, the rioters. I don't believe these were the peaceful protesters that were doing no. that.
2: No, but I feel like not. are they not
1: thinking not. of these people that are homeless, that that don't have um, cars or cell phones or, you know, um, cash or, you know, they rely on these uh, these facilities. Um, and that's their store, you know, that they've become very accustomed to that was looted. And like you said, yep. robbed yep. and you had to board up. Um, yeah. And I just wonder, like, if they're even thinking about that, you know, the whole message um, of George Floyd was lost in all that chaos.
2: You're absolutely right. I think that the looting was indiscriminate. The protesting was focused and targeted, but the, the looting didn't really care because a lot of small businesses were so severely impacted and nonprofits like ourselves. But here's, here's the other issue. When we, after that, we were thinking about reopening the next day because we know those services, particularly food for our, our um, young adults is really Mm -hmm. critical. But with the police presence and shortly after that, the national guard presence, as you know, Mia, most of the young adults in our program are, are black. And we worried right. about these individuals coming to our site, navigating through the city of Santa Monica, mostly on foot, that they might have encounters with the police just trying to get to our facility that could have a, a really negative reaction or right. they might get incarcerated. Or So we were really worried about not only our staff's welfare of getting to the site, but also... The participant's welfare and getting to the site in those first couple days. So it it was very very tenuous, and I mean especially with with the 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 murder of George Floyd and the the increased tensions, sending telling a lot of young black adults to navigate to our facility in Santa Monica could be putting their health at risk just trying to get there.
1: Right. And, and a lot of them, you know, I mean, as you know, suffer from mental illness. So if you don't understand the illness, you could take it the wrong way or think that they're being aggressive or they're being rude, um, you know, and that's always scary, too. I always worry for my students um, that have these illnesses, like I never want them to be, um, you know, misunderstood and taken advantage of or hurt in any way. Um, It's a very difficult situation, but I'm so glad that they have you guys, that they have step up and that they're so, um, you know, close to the shelter. A lot of them told me that they're not stepping foot outside. They're going to stay indoors and, you know, they really trust you guys and that just warms my heart. Um, Todd, I'm so sorry that we've run out of time, but I, I wanted to oh. check in with you and see how Santa Monica was yep. doing and and we'll yep. definitely Thank have you. you on again for another update. Um, how can people and get while a whole we of have step up on second? Oh go ahead, sorry. God, that was Paris. Well we have how lots of
2: information get- on our website at step up on dot org. About volunteering, about um, contributing, about playing, as as uh, Paris was saying, uh, as a way to have your voice. If if this is what resonates for you, so there's lots of resources on our website.
3: Okay, thank you. And Paris, I love that. can I invite word? us? Can I invite us to finish this conversation with? Not focusing on everything else, but simply just taking a moment of silence for the tragedy that took place with George Floyd and those who have been affected, and the pain that's going on around the world. Let's take a moment of silence for that. Yes, and, and then once we've that. done that, and then once we've done that, take a moment of silence for hope, and that we can make a difference. Thank you, Paris. and the light we're going to bring into the darkness. And with that. We close out the conversation. And Whether we'll you're in you the ring week. or on stage, wherever you are, you have a voice.
1: Thank you. We'll see you guys next
0: week. Thank you for tuning in to In the Ring with Mia. Be sure to join host Mia St. John for the next show on Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, you are one of the most important people in the world.